always fun to be live. Well, good evening and welcome to the third installment of the Wednesday Morning Surf Report, the podcast that answers tomorrow's questions today. Um, I'm Rick Larson, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the lovely and talented Jeff Cardello. Oh, thank you for such a nice introduction. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for complimenting my introduction. Yes, we are very complimentary. Here. Yeah, this is a, the nicest podcast in the world. Um, and tonight we have an extra special show. Our uh, our guest list has grown by 50 percent. Is that um, mathematically accurate? I did not do very well in math okay. in school. So, so um, <laughs> well, let's get started. We have three guests tonight, and we'll get started with our first guest. He's a writer, a podcaster, and a comedian, and uh, introducing Negative Steve. I am the extra 50%. I am also occupying 10%, or 1%. I'm not good at math either. Yeah. Or political Or political commentary. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe that was good, and I'm the one that's behind. So, um, With inflation, the 1% has become the 10%. Also not good at economics. Oh, gotcha. All right. And our, our second guest tonight is also a stand-up comedian and a musician. Uh, give it up for Eli Kluger. Hi. Sheesh. <laughs> Straight to the point. And lastly, but not leastly, we have improviser and comedian Bill Binder. I spent several years in college learning high-level math, and now I work at a theater. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the way it goes. Now, longtime listeners uh, and first-time callers probably know that every week on the show we choose a very important question at random to answer at length, in full and in depth. And tonight, the honor and duty of choosing tonight's question is going to fall to Mr. Negative Steve. Uh, I hope I do so, not let anybody down in this great responsibility. Pick a card, any card. Should I read it? Yeah, go ahead and read the question. Please read the question. What is the deal with chores? What is the deal deal with chores? chores. So we've all had chores. We've all done chores. Probably most of us to this day still have chores. Chores as a child. Chores as an adult. The things we have to do uh, to to be responsible. Sometimes things that used to be fun for us become like a chore. So I'll open it up for for uh, some answers. Uh, I, I learned a very important lesson from chores as a child. Um, I have a, one brother and one sister. Mm-hmm. We had nine chores between the three of us. So when uh, computers first started becoming big and I was taking computer programming courses, uh, my dad had me write a computer program that would randomly assign the chores every week. I did not like the chore of cleaning up after the dog because it was smelly, so I fixed the computer program so I would never have to do that chore. <laughs> so um, that is what I learned was how to cheat my brother and sister. That's a great historical tip. add-on to that. Um, back in those days, random random programming was hard, and somebody whose chore it was to build the first random algorithm was actually for Ms. Pac-Man, was the first random algorithm. Because people were getting so good at Pac-Man on a single quarter, like ah. make the ghost do random things. We're like, we can't. Computers can't do that. Like, well, it's your job now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to buy those video game hit books that would have the patterns mm-hmm. for Pac-Man. Um, I, I recently picked up a copy of uh, 
the Pac-Man Fever LP at Goodwill. And oh, it has all tape. of the uh, Buckner, it has all of Buckner, Buckner and Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, Garcia. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong. Um, exactly. The whole tape is full of um, video game songs. Yeah, and and the LP comes with uh, Pac-Man. Uh, Pac-Man level cheats that you can, you know, the the patterns that you could do to beat each level. Well, Pac-Man had a chore, and it was to eat those ghosts when they were when they were blue. When they when were blue. blue. When I yeah. first learned Pac-Man, I learned it wrong because I was at a bowling alley and I was like, "What's this Pac-Man thing everybody talks about?" And some teenagers like, "Oh, you can just eat the ghosts." So I immediately went to eat uh, a red ghost, and uh, that didn't go as well as planned. That's yeah. That sounds like a, a and, terrible, terrible outcome. Pac-Man's chores are never done. Did you, did you wreak a bloody vengeance on those teenagers? Oh yeah, okay. absolutely, of course. Um, wow, I kill all conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, those poor. That's been our pod, the video <laughs> game uh, now, pattern yeah, podcast. A moment of silence for those wow. poor and, dead and teenagers. And you can't see this on the radio, but you're wearing the Ghost Fest shirt. I, I yes, Ooh. for those listening at home, I'm wearing a shirt for a 48-hour fil- uh, improv. Festival of the Torch Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. And that's a non-paid advertisement. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, so, chores. Oh, uh, I did have one other video game-related thing. <laughs> that, uh, no, I'm going to go on that for a bit. We had, um, we had, as a kid, we had, as many people my age did, the uh, video game Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's and classic. Everybody, the, like the first time they walked up to play that game... Like before, you knew what buttons to hit or whatever. You would, you would fight Glass Joe first, and you would lose because you'd be like, "Oh, I have to push this button to punch." And then you go back and obviously beat him the first time. My mom, who this is probably playing at one time, is probably you know twenty five percent of her lifetime video game playing. Is the only person I've ever seen just pick up a controller blindly. And beat Glass Joe. Whoa! On she punch, forced Tyson's her way into yeah, Glass yeah. Joe. Yeah, and then the second, the second opponent came up. Somebody probably knows who that is. I, it don't. Mi- I don't know. King Hippo. No, it was not King Hippo. When I played it, I couldn't get past Ball Bull. So Ball Bull was a. It was the third. He was tough. He was the third. The yeah. third man. So number okay. two must have was been it, uh, Bill Cosby. It was. It was <laughs> sorry, I had no, to do that. it was not. It was Bill Cosby oh, reference. <laughs> Piston Honda. No, Piston Honda was later. Um, was K- it the eggplant? The pasta. pasta <laughs> was there an eggplant in that game? Wendy O. Koopa. Wendy O. Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking there's an eggplant in that game. Somewhere. The uh, there's no eggplant in that game. The um, oh. but you the, don't have um, to box against an eggplant. <laughs> this, I don't I don't know what that even means. I will I will merge the subjects together though. Is that you know we we talk about chores being usually externally provided negative things, but like I think the first self inflicted chore for a lot of us was. Wait, it was Mike Tyson or Mega Man where it Mega stopped Man. being fun that. and we're just like I have to beat this yes, yes. I'm gonna go oh, to the I basement and I'm not gonna come up until I beat Mega Man I dealt with or that Mike Tyson or whatever it is yeah. and like it was not fun anymore no but we had like, it was a self-inflicted chore that we still do those to our it became day. an addiction there's, mm-hmm. there's a good chunk of, of Nintendo's game catalog which is just self-inflicted chores I mean you have to go and you have to free this character and you have to bring you know you have to bring this guy a pair of pants so he can leave the barrel so that he can get you this and I mean all those adventure games were just a series of chores and I mean that became actually like a chemical dependency you know that's what the lawsuits (laughs) in the 90s that's not a joke in the 90s there was the 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 games were designed to release dopamine at the appropriate levels that you would self-inflict chores and there was this reward system that it was always a constant and in Zelda you're just going in mazes Mm -hmm. and you're barely doing anything and you're just opening that and it's like 
There's very little gameplay, really. I do remember my brother being really upset when somebody, it might have been my sister, might have been one of my parents or something, lost a bunch of his progress in a game. And it was like, I did all this work. It's like, no, you were playing (laughs) for hours. It's a game. Once this girl left. It still feels like you've accomplished something. Once one of our family friends left uh, one of those Tamagotchis at our house, and I just was playing with it, and I killed it by accident. (laughs) Don't we do that? And they wouldn't talk to me for years after that. (laughs) But I mean, think, you know, hobbies in this day and age, it's... It is a bunch of self-inflected chores. I mean, somebody talked about the nerd-gold ratio is that you could own, like, one Batman comic book, and that's fine. But once you hit, like, three-fifths of owning something, then mm-hmm. you must own the other two-fifths. You know, it was, like, yeah. these self-imposed... And the marketing and companies know that. Sure, of course, you know. Uh, you, well, you, that's... You do it. I don't, see, I don't know if that's, that's a chore, because at least for me, when I was doing... Mm-hmm. Chores were about removing things. Move the dog poop, take mm-hmm. out the trash, mm-hmm. do the, you know, get the dirt off the dishes. What you're talking about is more hoarding. Which is like on the other end of the chore spectrum. I don't think chores. I mean, chores could be bringing the firewood. That's when you're in Michigan. Okay. Uh, that's bringing things to that. But I think chores are just, you know, getting things done. I remember, you know, along those self-inflicted ones, uh, when Lost was on, I didn't watch Lost. And then I watched all every episode of Lost between the second to last and last episode. Um, and just taking it in as a movie and just like realizing there was no motivation for any character and was like these people are just following rituals they've created for themselves at the detriment of their own health time to insert disc two it's like oh I'm doing <laughs> well, you want exactly the same thing yeah, yeah. yeah. 121 episodes in yeah. 120 hours and you were lost that but oh man you lost in- I was delirious you lost yeah I mean I feel like that there are certain entertainment products which are a chore to undertake like Bill, what you're saying about the nerd quotient. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, something like Harry Potter, I don't want to read the first book because I don't want to have to read all of the all other eight, ones. Yeah. So that would be a chore mm-hmm. for me to mm-hmm. dive into that world of sorcery. I think we've, yeah, we've lost that ability to just dip into something. Everything's motivated around it's all or nothing. But that content, yeah. it was made to feed the beast at the time. Like, every book was meant to feed uh, the next. But now we have a body of work that's yeah. hard to... When I was 11, and if I missed an episode of The A-Team, I didn't just stop watching it forever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I missed something. Well, how did you keep up on the twists and turns of the meta plot? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. But that's true. I mean, TV was episodic then. It didn't care if you caught it. I mean, they they wanted the ratings in general, but now they design it. It is more, you know, got to catch them all. It's the suppression. That was, I mean, the toys, of course, were designed to sell us toys, the cartoons before Pokemon. You know, they would put these things that they want to buy, but at least it was some semblance of a plot. They were robots fighting or stuff, but well, like that, Pokemon's plot was hoarding. You got to buy that, them all. That yeah. was, that, was um, that, that took a brick for a while because I know the stories that my dad told me about mm-hmm. when he was growing up was every Saturday, having to go every Saturday and go see the cereal. Right. And if you saw the cereal and you missed an episode, because heaven forbid you got chicken pox or something, you wouldn't know how the Green Hornet managed to escape that cliff. Yeah, it's always a cliff. Yeah, that's true. So it was almost like it's come full circle from the cereal to the non-episodic back to everything is, uh, you know, serialized again. I would agree with that. I used to watch wrestling every week. Oh, that's the ultimate Then I was like, I would just watch it and I'd hate watching it, but I'm like, I gotta keep watching I don't find out. And nothing uh, ever happens in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no. Every now and then somebody will just flip and become evil. <laughs> like like Hulk, Hulk Hogan did that. It's like, 
Oh, I suddenly remembered I hate America. I mean, yeah. if you haven't... <laughs> I was following the NWO saga. Sorry, yeah, just trying to put okay. NWO on this podcast. It's all right. No, no, I was just going to interject something about if you haven't seen uh, WrestleMania five, you you don't know what's happening. Which one now. is that? Yeah, what happened to WrestleMania? Is 5? that Andre the, um, Andre the Giant? Yeah, Andre the Andre, Giant. That's the and, peak of uh, George the Animal Steel. It was. I oh, and that's when Clobber and Dukakis drove that tank out into the ring. Is, uh, that, is that a Rob Schneider movie, The Animal? No, George the Animal Steel. I've, I've seen George Animal Steel. It's a different guy. Yeah, different it's guy. George, the, George the Animal Steel played Tor Johnson. Oh, that's true. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I got to look into this. I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah. I, no, I'm sorry okay. to dismiss seeing George the Animal Steel we as an exciting thing, but um, for whatever reason, my my the high school coach, football coach in my school, was also the middle school like guidance counselor. Which, first of all, <laughs> those are two jobs the same person shouldn't have. But uh, he was better suited for the football coach, uh, and they called him the Rhino. But he had some connection in his past with the WWF at the time. So it wasn't at all uncommon in our middle school to just come out between classes and George Animal Steel would be there. Or oh. Junkyard Dog or Million Dollar Man. They just really? hung out at our middle Where was school. That? Michigan. That's a oh, little Michigan. creepy. It was really creepy. Yeah, weird. Although, <laughs> yeah. I wish I wanted completely that. Completely unrelated cool. thought to, uh, to, to George the Animal, back to George the Animal Steel. Mm-hmm. Thinking of him now, and I want all the podcast listeners to think of George the Animal Steel every time you hear that Nine Inch Nails song. <laughs> I want to have you like an animal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like George the Animal Steel. It should be difficult because uh, he was like a perfect change. sphere yeah. as a human change. being. <laughs> Getting back to what Bill was saying, I know uh, I did not I did not grow up here locally, mm-hmm. but I guess uh, some friends of mine who are native Arizonans telling me that the honky tonk man is also a substitute teacher up in Paradise Valley. He was just he, next door. He was next door to where we're doing our podcast <laughs> yeah. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, I see him at conventions. He's not, wait, I don't know. He's not looking too good. I don't know. Um, Does he listen? Is he a listener? Not, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. if, if you're out there, we would like hey, to talk to you. Hey, honky tonk man, I mean, he, look, he looks like Sorry. a guy who's, uh, <laughs> who, who's had the job of being thrown around a ring by larger men for the past yeah, years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's no, you're control. absolutely right. Because first he fought Glass Joe. <laughs> yeah, and he lost the first time. Yeah, but then once he figured out what the buttons were for, um, I went to a Lucha Libre event. I think Bill actually went with me in West Phoenix. Yeah. a few years ago, and it was all like wrestling fans who some had gym memberships and some did not, <laughs> and uh, they just put on their own and they did the the fake wrestling moves probably. To varying degrees, almost as good as the people on TV. But what I do remember was they had a raised ring in this like banquet hall, and there was a ceiling fan directly over. Ooh. So they had to be very, very careful about like lifting each other up for suplexes and Whoa. things because the fan was still on. I, I tried to get in wrestling at Viva Phoenix, and I went in the uh, the ring and I started wrestling someone, oh, and no. they kicked me out of Viva Phoenix oh, okay. for that. I, I, oh. I saw the wrestling in Viva Phoenix. Yeah, I did so, not see you there. Wait, so, so is this like an open mic of wrestling? <laughs> or, like anyone can go up? No, you just take your shirt off. Just decide. They have that. He's in the middle of Phoenix. Yes, that's true. I'm the, I'm the king of P-Town, and they put a ring in the middle of my town, so I, I indulged myself. But they didn't know that the king was in town. They didn't know me out of Viva Phoenix. I think that that was unfair. 
To be fair, I also yeah. I tried and to put the Arizona Diamondbacks the and it went the same No, they way. yelled. The announcer just yelled at me. He's like, "Yes, hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. We just had a minor interruption. It was not the hockey talk man seeking retribution. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah, because we're all we can all. Or off. anyone associated for Viva Phoenix. <laughs> we're calling you out tonight. No, it I was. Awesome. I'm sure you're lovely people. You know, Viva Phoenix is great, except when they kick me out. Okay. Well, I mean, there should be a grudge match. I mean, you need to get in contact and be like, hey, I'm back. Viva yeah. Phoenix, meet me at Metro Center. I like we'll this, I like this facility, we'll, but it doesn't have a steel cage. We'll film you threatening them and holding up a belt. But yeah. It won't be a wrestling belt. It'll yeah. just be like a belt, belt? from JCPenney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I'm into that. So, talking about chores, I remember... Um, <laughs> I moved from a state that has vegetation, that has bushes, it has trees. Chores weren't that bad out there. And then we moved here and it was like everything was trying to poison me. Everything was trying to stab me. It was it was shocking. That's my anecdote. About, this is the Arizona <laughs> Desert Landscaping Podcast. Your chore was not to die in the wilderness. That was, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, my chore was to stay hydrated. Was and to stay alive. Yes. So. I just remember growing up watching Little House on the Prairie and the Waltons, and when my parents decided that they were going to institute chores, my first reaction is, oh, I've got to go and you know pump water from the well. Oh, sure. And I've oh, got yeah. to go shear the sheep. It did not be, occur to me at you know age five or six that we had neither a well nor sheep. Yeah, I would say that as the centuries and decades go on, chores become less and less intensive. I don't know what the average eight-year-old chore now is, uh, and you know there's regular taking out the garbage and stuff, but probably it gets simpler and simpler, just like everything else. They're gonna have an app for chores yeah. pretty soon. Oh, yeah. A chore app. A, a, a trash takeout bot? Yeah. A tr- yeah. I feel yeah. like that could somehow yeah. be integrated into like a Fitbit type device Fitbit. for your children yes. to make sure. You know, have you been hammering uh, on the roof? Uh, right. this, it isn't showing that you have it. All right, Junior, I want you to go and delete your browser history. <laughs> Why is this, brow- this browser history has been here for weeks? Yeah. It, it seems like an odd change of subject, but uh, bear with me for a moment. Is that the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons... Some of them are kind of timeless. I mean, Scooby-Doo just continues to do the same bit it's been doing. Scooby don't anymore. Okay, but it's but an eight-year-old doesn't know because he hasn't been watching it for 50 years. You know, Yogi Bear. Right, but right. the Flintstones, I think they're gone because they started yes. in the 60s. And those in the 60s, the 60s one still made sense in the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. And part of the appeal of the Flintstones was, like, these animals, like, doing things, like record players and the refrigerator and the dishwasher and all those things... But, like, you can get away with a bird being a record player, but not an iPhone, right? Like, the <laughs> replaced mechanical things with technology, and I don't think the Flintstones would play as well. And, and the iPhone would have the, wouldn't make oh, yeah. as much sense. I, I assume that the Flintstones went away as soon as people forgot about the existence of the Honeymooners. Because nope. what's the point of an animated version of the Honeymooners if you don't know what the Honeymooners is in the first really, place? Yeah, Let's really, be fair, John Goodman killed the Flintstones with that live-action movie. Oh, that, that was, could be that was well. pretty terrible, too. Don't put all but your Flintstone eggs in one basket. When one Goodman. I think I think think the uh, Rock Vegas video sequel to the Flintstones movie. And I have a story How about. I forget that. I don't remember whether it was the first or the second. Well, it must have been the first because it was in a movie theater. Um, that I was 
There was one joke in that movie that I laughed at that no one else in the entire theater <laughs> did. The best it was the best yeah. joke. The, 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 the dinosaur trash could get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> it was, uh, no, it was, uh, I think Elizabeth Taylor played oh, the, yeah. the mother-in-law. Yeah, I remember. And her, her joke was, you have no idea the sacrifices we made for you. Lambs. You know what the biggest joke in that movie was? Rosie O'Donnell played oh, Betty Rubble. Oh, oh, that's that is a travesty. We are going to be dropping a rim shot in for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do a Rosie O'Donnell joke. That's no, it's. Funny. I mean, was she considered hot then? Or uh, no? Yes, no. Well, no. Clear, oh, okay. No, you're talking about Betty, right? Yeah. Yeah, we all agree, Betty. Like, you're talking about Rosie. The cartoon Betty. But, yeah. No, the cartoon Betty. No, no question. Oh, we all agree. She was such right? a Betty. She we, Betty. I think we yeah. can all agree about Betty. that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, Wilma was a handsome woman. <laughs> she was. She had masculine shoulders. Sure, I feel I, like. And you know, I, uh, I would, I would <laughs> hang out with Wilma, but, but Betty was cute. And Be Rosie O'Donnell played Betty. Mm. What a miscast. She's alright. I like her show. <laughs> the Koosh Balls. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that familiar with. It doesn't uh, translate to being a good Betty, though. No. I don't remember how I came to. I think because I have a sister who's significantly younger than me. I think I took her. That's how I came to see the Flintstones in the theater. Okay, but so would taking your sister to the Flintstones be considered a chore? I would say yes. I would say the Flintstones. I would vote yes. Yes. When Rosie O'Donnell's yes. Betty Rubble. Not chores can be fun. It's just that they're 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 not mutually exclusive. It's just they generally aren't fun. I not would to say. dinosaur record players. It's a living. <laughs> well, it's a living. It's a li yeah. I think, at least as a kid, I think it was the mindset. It doesn't matter if it would have, would have been fun or not. Exactly. It was the mindset of I'm being made to do yeah. this. Yes. Therefore, oh, you it's not fun. So totally That's true. Because I had the same thing mm -hmm. with vegetables. You mm -hmm. know, I did not like broccoli because mom is telling me to eat my broccoli. Now, as an adult, I enjoy eating broccoli because it is my choice. No, it's absolutely true. I mean, our chore right now trees. is talking about chores, and we're avoiding doing it because only because we decided that that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? I, you, the biggest chore is to snort coke off Meta. naked hookers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would, that would be a chore for me. Who would assign that chore? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> slash. Slash. <laughs> I would love to be like an Rock, assistant for slash. Rock store chores. I remember I, I edited this. Oh, look, there's too much. Co there's too much coke on these hookers. Can you, <laughs> can you sort some of that coke off? No, don't waste food? it. She was trying to put it away and it broke. Well, actually, and fell I think on her. the coke would be a pre-chore because once you're all coked up, then the rest of the chores just go by like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. As yeah, long as that's why you would be assigned to that. Yeah, chore. don't sweep so, and then do coke. As long as, I don't, <laughs> as long as I don't have to snort off her butt. But no, I think absolutely, <laughs> you're, you're right. It's the uh, the fact that we have to do is what makes it unpleasant, even if it's something we would enjoy. You know. Agreed. Like yeah. reading, so like reading books in school. Basically, my our, yes, our our parents teaching us about the grind of adult responsibility when we were too young. And they're jealous of children's freedom, and they're like, you're not going to be so, so happy. Exactly. Now do stuff you don't want to do, even though you don't need to do it. We hate our miserable lives, yeah. so we're going to inflict that exactly. on you. Now I resent my parents. <laughs> That's, yeah. So, did, I mean, Therapy. did we really learn anything from chores? Was the goal for us to learn cheat. anything, or was it just that it needed to be done? Or, yes, it was just free labor. It's stuff it your was, parents didn't want to do. Well, that was yeah. I mean, for me, that was our, our choice. We're tied to our we're tied to our allowance. Yeah, so or was, or just food and shelter. 
you know, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, I think I don't oh, think my parents, point. you know, my my parents never legitimately threatened to take away food or shelter if I didn't no. uh, take out the trash. <laughs> I threatened, <laughs> but that they, were, they reminded you. Yeah, they that, reminded you of yeah, it. Yeah, that. Uh, and I think it was just chipping in. Yeah, I think I think the only lesson we learned was that like everyone chips in. Basically, we learned you gotta you gotta yeah. do your part. Right. Yeah. The lesson I learned about taking out the trash was not given to me by my parents, but rather by Shel Silverstein. Sarah Sylvia never took the garbage out. Yeah, I actually oh, yeah. post that video on my son's Facebook wall <laughs> all the time. The, the original the recording was, with him reading it, yeah, the creepiest yeah. voice in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that man was one of the creepiest. He was. Men in the world. He had some dirty songs. He had well, yeah, some dirty songs. Yeah, it is ironic. Sarah He's not a kid's writer. That was no, he hung even though with, people know him. He hung out at the Playboy Mansion all the time. He hated kids. Yeah, he hated them. Made his money off of them. Irony. That's. Very that sad. was his chore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where the sidewalk ends. Wait, no, that where the yeah, where the sidewalk ends. Yeah. 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 The, the, the giving tree, attic the yeah, giving tree, giving tons of cash to and then so light in the things. attic that came out after we were growing up. So maybe it was good too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> said light in the attic, and I thought of flowers in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> two very different, very different stories. Sure. Yeah. Are they making a movie of that attic movie? The there was a movie in the eighties. Oh, they did. That was a joke, but. I guess oh. it turned into reality. No. Everything really happened. Movie. I've never read Flowers in the Attic, but I've heard enough references to it where I feel like I don't need to dive right. into that. Yeah, I had, I had a sister to read it for me. So, yeah. oh, that was that I Judy don't. Bloom, or wait, uh, no, it wasn't Judy Bloom. It just for some reason, uh, like all of all of the girls my age read that book when yeah. we were teenagers, yeah. which was totally inappropriate. It's, be, for them it's to be about reading. coming of to, to be a woman. Uh, it's about no, becoming a I woman. think it's um, it's, no, you're thinking it's about it's being locked in a closet oh, God, and incest. Or, yeah. Margaret, oh, hey, okay. hey, God, it's me, hey God. Margaret. What's up? Hey, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Saying. So, uh, what, Judy Bloom just wrote a book. Are you there? It, God, like, it's me, Margaret. Like this month. Oh, Judy Bloom really? Wrote a book. Twilight. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, not Twilight. <laughs> well, she, but you know, she writes a, she writes adult, not adult novels, but novels for uh, grown-ups. Oh. Uh, and this one is based on, it's a fictional story based on a real event that in the 50s there was this little town and there were three major airline crashes within like Whoa. like two months. That's of like Goosebumps. Jenny Boom's Goosebumps. That's R.L. Stein. Uh, <laughs> but like she was living in that town and it's sort of like in the town of the 50s everything was, you know, like, oh, we don't talk about things. And so like when the kids didn't know what was going on, they had to just sort of. Like, why are all these planes falling yeah. from the sky? So it's, it's they kind of their because own Jesus yeah, hates us. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, they did. They did eventually put the finger on Jesus. Yes. Wow. What kind of chores did Jesus have growing up? Carpentry. Carpentry. Yeah. Son of God. That's a pretty that's big a pretty chore. Big chore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dying for the That's not really a chore. It's yeah. more of a position. I guess dying, but that wasn't when he was yeah, young. I mean. You know, we, we we need the prequel. We need the you know the baby Jesus adventures. Oh, yeah. okay. There's there's a little of that. I mean, you know, Jesus having to go and like walk on the, the lake and, and like, like the, skim it, like Muppet Babies, but exactly. Jesus Babies. Yeah, like New Testament Muppet Babies. Jesus Babies, he'll make you. Don't steal that idea, Henson. Company. I've got I've got to believe that's out there somewhere well, on, also uh, on VHS. Also, the book of Matthew. Also, yeah. Yeah. so it's it's in, there's some baby stuff in there. Christmas. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, if dealing with frankincense and myrrh yeah, is a, is a chore. But yeah, I think a little bit about his childhood. Like, where he would just sort of wander in the city and start preaching, and his parents were like, "Where'd he go? He's probably in the city preaching again, as he's wont to do." <laughs> Not cleaning Not this room. Cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. This manger. <laughs> That's called foreshadowing. Who's yeah. gonna sweep this dirt floor? Yeah. Yes. 
See, that's the the problem is they hadn't invented mall cops back then. Because when I tried to escape my parents and start preaching, the mall cops would always grab me and return me. Oh. We didn't. But didn't, preaching was not a chore. We didn't was, overturn the money takers. I no. <laughs> uh, one, of, yeah. one of the four reasons you are not like Christ. <laughs> four? Well, yeah. obviously I'm alive. The money, the money changers at the mall. Like, <laughs> the he's going over and knocking over the orange Julius. <laughs> Well, the money changers are all automated now, so it's just a, you know it's a crime to to, to oh, knock over oh, the, the ATM. The token machine, the token machine. Okay. Yeah. Jesus was never allowed in the Chuck E. Cheese's. He loves Cinnabon. I went to a movie theater, like within the last month, you guys. That had they all have video games in there, sure, right? Now, yeah. But this one didn't take quarters. You had to buy tokens from them. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Well, that was the brilliance of, of Chuck E. Cheese yes. growing up, was that they only took tokens, but you got five tokens for a dollar instead yes. of having to use quarters. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while my money was trapped in the Chuck E. Cheese establishment, I was at least getting better value. Yeah. He's a shrewd businessman, that Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese had like, a, like six square acres yes. of games, as opposed to like Street Fighter Two. Big Buck Hunter <laughs> and a Ski Ball Machine, right? Right. Oh, yeah. oh, and the robot of, band. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of my money went into Ski Ball. A lot of know. basically repurposed slot machines too. Like, <laughs> oh, they, they did that. Oh man, they're it, just well, they're not tech. I mean, they're not yeah. really. They're slot teaching machines, but kids they're how to you know. gamble. Never okay. say never again. Terrible movie. Uh, when they tried to bring Sean Connery back. But they wanted to update James Bond for the 80s. And they're like, casinos aren't cool anymore. What's something classic James Bond could do? So they just said, like, an arcade. Whoa, so super that's fancy. Oh, wait. Oh, I gotta oh, see that. Super fancy hotel, right? It's just, you know, this Bellagio-type hotel. And they just they have this arcade he's hanging out with. But they're like, what's an arcade? I don't know. So this arcade in the movie is all centipede machines. Yes. Oh. It's, it's like a room with like thirty-five yes. centipede machines. I was like, the, yeah, that's realistic. The I, game, the game that he plays in that, where uh, it's like the the oh. global thermonuclear war, where you yeah. have to feel. I've played a version of that game uh-huh. where it it, we were, it was a it was a tiebreaker at a, a pub trivia event I was at where nice. it was basically as you were waited you know to, the longer you took to answer questions or if you got questions wrong the shock they admitted yes, was greater. Yes, I played that as well. And oh, um, oh. we basically had to give up because both of us were too stubborn. Why does he and, play? Oh, for oh, the fate of mankind. Well, why does he play a video game in that movie? He doesn't. He, well, he plays like this yeah. simulation thing, but the video games are just there to show that he's you know knows what arcade current. is. Yeah. yeah. He's, so there. I, were, I don't know if arcade was the right choice, but I do think they had a point about casinos being yeah, excruciatingly well, yeah, lame. lame. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't any sort of like video game tie-in after that, oh, where you yeah. could play a video yeah, yeah. game of James Bond playing because they had not yet yes. invented meta. Yeah, meta. <laughs> yeah. Metabond. I think that sounds like an amazing, yeah, what, amazing game. Yeah. What was the moment when Meta was invented? I mean, sometime in 1992. With, uh, Kaufman. Okay. Yeah. M. M. C. Escher. Actually, we yeah. invented it today. Today. Dante. And retro <laughs> retconned it into okay, the rest yeah. of the Metamorphosis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ovid and uh, Kafka. Yeah. Okay. There's, some, Defin- there's definitely, definitely some meta stuff in Hamlet like, too. Um, Feta. Vonnegut. Oh yeah, Vonnegut okay, yeah. with Kilmer oh, Trout, yeah, right. and just that my dear, you know, he wrote himself into that. Uh, so those, champions. Okay. yeah. So I think there's a lot of that going on there. Right, so okay. goes 
But let's simplify and say it was invented with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when he talked the right, fourth wall was yeah. clearly yeah. When he looked broken. Through the camera and spoke. That's when Meta was birthed. Yeah. Have you ever heard like no. you know? There's always those fan theory or like conspiracy yeah, I know theory. Going. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the Ferris Bueller theory where it's all a dream like, of the Ferris is Cameron. Real. of Cameron, Cameron right. sort of Fight Club extending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I this, don't know if I buy that. So, so I who, just introduced a whole office of people to that theory, <laughs> and their minds were blown. <laughs> yeah, whose and, chore is it to repair the fourth wall once it gets broken? Oh, Gary Shandling. <laughs> Gary I, I don't know about that. I will say, oh, wait, Gary, he's here Gary, in the studio. Gary Shandling. <laughs> carrot juice. The It's the Gary Shandling Show had the best TV song, theme song oh, in history. Did. Oh, yeah, it definitely did. Hey now, that yeah, that's an, uh, definitely an early influence in my brain as well. Did, yeah. He talked right to the camera. Uh-huh. He talked right okay. to the camera, and well, the theme song was basically uh, this is the theme to Gary's song. Yeah, it was very self referential. Uh, Gary's show, yeah. so it was self referential. I think huh. like shows like Gary Shandling's and Space Coast. Yeah, again, there's a meta existed oh. before that, but like Coast to Coast and Gary Shandling are two shows that showed that the television medium could be creative, could do things. Oh. When, when Space oh. Coast Coast to Coast came out. Nothing like that. Yeah. Was on television. No. Yeah. Nothing. And though you had an example behind the scenes earlier in um, Stargate the series when Henry, Henry, oh, don't Henry Dean, <laughs> when, uh, was it Henry Harry Dean Anderson? Uh, he says yeah. he was MacGyvered in the show. Yeah, that no. was the most meta yeah. moment in television history. No, I was just lazy writing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when There's Space Ghost Coast yeah. to Coast came out. It blew my mind oh my God. because as a child, and this is dating me, but I saw the original one, and when oh, I first yeah. tuned into this, I'm like, what? this character <laughs> is hosting a talk show. What? Is this? I was most impressed that his grandfather was Randy Savage, Macho Man Randy really? Savage. Yes. Wow. There was a couple of episodes where Grandpa Space Ghost showed up and re- talked about fighting yeah, Haystack true. Calhoun. Whoa. Just every there was no format to that show. Like yeah. one episode, they were, the next week they showed the same episode with their moms watching it. Why? You know, it's just like it, they they said, let's make choices, let's try things, and I think that's influenced a lot of comedy, a lot of theater, a lot of everything. And Adult Swim as it is now. Speaking, think, yeah, no, speaking of shows with no format, you're listening to the Wednesday just, morning surf report. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those of now, I think, has found a cookie cutter that, uh, uh, of, yeah. it's yeah. random. It's oh, random, yeah. not Dadaist, right? It's random just to yeah. throw it right in, and, like, you know, people throw on the word Dada and you instantly label them hipster, but, I mean, Space Ghost was Dadaist. You know, it was, it was different than now, just, like, Family Guy going, like, look, a walrus! Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. so you just chose a noun. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I do enjoy some of that randomness. Like, wh- what's the one? Something about a bear? It's like thirty. You described half the show. As okay. Right now. <laughs> yeah, that's every show Tell on the cards. Some of them are about bears. But yeah. it was, it was something. Um, oh, the Cleveland show had the the neighbor who was the bear. No, it was something nope. on. My refer- my popular culture was references are so bad. No, it was something on Adult Swim where it was something like a thirty second spot about a bear, and they show the bear, this bear in nature, and then it turns into this weird like horror movie. Oh, I seen that. Oh, my roommate like showed me like that. That, that, that was pretty good. That That's was good. Like, yeah, something like that, or too many cooks, too many or, cooks. You know, for profit university, like those things. You know, that's a little different. You know, there's there's definitely an intent there. You know, it's good. Rick and Morty. I just started watching that. I'll that show was phenomenal. Oh no, yeah, I am. I have familiar. Been, I phenomenal have show. And I don't like cartoons, but that's a great cartoon. Stan Harmon. Dan Harmon. Yeah. Oh, the Community, right? Yep. Yep. The Community season. Community on guy. Yahoo. 
did not get a lot of uh, a lot of player talk, but the, it was great. I heard, I heard. I, I really enjoyed it. Check that out, viewers. Rick yes. and Morty. Yahoo. Check out Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> and GeoCities. Google it. <laughs> GeoCities.com. Not around. I think. Anymore. I think it's, checking checking yeah, Yahoo yeah. these days is kind of a chore. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, sometimes when I'm bored, I like to just read the comments on Yahoo News articles. I feel like there must be a factory of of people, you know, maybe in China or some like these people who are chore. being paid a, a chore, factory work, a chore. But I feel like that there are people who are employed as Yahoo commenters huh? just to make horrible comments all day to yeah, get me no. in there. My favorite thing with Yahoo, and I'm glad we all have favorite Yahoo things, is <laughs> Yahoo Serious. I will go to the. Um, the Yahoo front page and just like a lot of pages are like trending topics and you're just like oh why is like BB Kate's trending or something <laughs> just click it it just takes you to the Wikipedia article and you're like is there any news on this happening yeah. like, no no someone's just uh, you're like trending today to that. 1992 New York Rangers why no reason <laughs> yeah like, I feel like whenever I go to that Yahoo front page yeah. or Yahoo. What is the correct pronunciation? I don't know. I've been called out for saying Yahoo. But anyways, <laughs> on that page, it seems well, like the first... You have Jonathan Swift on you, the you line. You have to yeah. sing it like a yodel, like they do in the commercials. Yeah. I Yahoo. will not attempt to recreate that. Yahoo! It seems like most of the articles are just about marijuana. Like, are stoners <laughs> attracted to the Two fluffy content themselves? on Yahoo News? <laughs> I think so. It, it will be... be you know, pretty soon you'll be seeing people Jack in the, the parking lot to it. at mm. fish concerts with like Yahoo yeah. <laughs> polos on. That's that's the uh, alternative word for marijuana. Is yeah. Yahoo. Yahoo. Wait, so no, so uh, when the alternative word for marijuana? <laughs> I'm glad we finally have a slang term there's, there's, for marijuana. Hey, give me that Yahoo. There's only there's only a dime one bag of Yahoo. Can I look up Urban Dictionary on Yahoo? <laughs> so wait, where yeah. did how did Jack in the Box? Uh, come out as being supporters of marijuana ingesters. Dollar tacos. I think. Well, they've had dollar tacos forever. Like, is there a campaign where they? Yes. Oh. I think, and it, I don't think it's explicitly like they're all of their campaigns recently. It's like these guys on the couch with the puppets, like, "Hey man, oh, yeah, it's two yeah, a.m. Yeah. I need a cheeseburger <laughs> on top of another cheeseburger." And it's like, "Yeah, we know. That's why we made our up on light munchy menu." <laughs> Which is called that, and all the pictures are like taken with like bad Polaroids. Yeah, it's like it's clearly like we know who's buying our food. Yeah, let's be clear. It's it's an organization with a run by a man with a giant spherical head. So I think Mm -hmm. that you know just the lack of features we stoners empathize because they can draw it. (laughs) Yeah, as opposed to like say the Burger King or Ronald McDonald, which are both the stoners' worst nightmares. Oh yeah, Del Taco has no uh, has no mascot. They need a mascot. Adele. The singer or Adele. 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 Adele Taco. And that kid who follows her around and says, Dude, you're getting Adele. And then Adele walks in. Yes. I believe he yeah. was arrested for marijuana, actually. Oh, he, he was. Yeah. He lost yeah. his uh, cushy uh, his, 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 his spokesman. I'm getting Adele. No, yeah. I'm getting I'm a, all that sweet Dell money. <laughs> yeah. Got over to Gateway. I love that Dell. <laughs> <laughs> he was replaced by the Vlasic pickle store. <laughs> It's like Dill Computers. <laughs> That's the best computer how come, how come I ever had. The Vlasic Pickle guy never had his two brothers hang out with him. Uh, making gookies. 
<laughs> well, was, you know, the uh, the stereotypical Italian uh, pickle guy and the um, the pickle guy that couldn't speak but had like a horn that he spoke. Yeah, like. oh, Harpo yeah, yeah. pickle guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harpo pickle guy. Yeah, you've caught on to what he was making a reference. Okay, I I'm a little didn't know because, <laughs> because sorry, the classic pickle guy yeah. is a thirty or forty year old reference. Because yeah. they never. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're up to date here yeah. on this show. Um, because they never go by those names in their movies. I had no idea until I was an adult and probably within the last five years that he was actually Chico Marx. Huh. Yeah. Chico, I always said Chico. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah. Chico okay. is with more it was, it I'm was, learning that right was, now as you're saying it. It was Chico because he was always after the chick. Yeah, he was a womanizer. He's like the guy with the town accent. Yeah. He okay. always played the foreign guy before uh, yeah. Andy Kaufman made it cool. Okay, gotcha. I'm a little... I need to brush up on my Marx Brothers knowledge. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah. I famously, every year in high school, there was one research-based writing assignment that we would have to do. Sure. And they'd give you some latitude to choose your topic. So four years of high school, I wrote my research paper on the Marx Brothers... The Marx Brothers, Hank Aaron, and the Marx Brothers. I was kind of hoping it would be like it would be like Zeppo. Groucho. <laughs> that would be a pretty amazing. little little known fact. Hank Aaron uh, started his career as Gummo Marx. Oh, Gummo Marx. Gummo, who yeah, who was a, a part of their stage show, but Hank never, Aaron, who, uh, who made left a, Hank never appeared on film. Yeah, left left the uh, left the vaudeville show so he could go slug home runs in World War One. That was honorable. Yeah. Thank you for making us laugh. It is a service to our country. Thank you, America. <laughs> Actually, a fun, fun uh, old-timey baseball story is that uh, uh, the Detroit Tigers, back when when baseball was just, you know, drunkards right. uh, getting in fights. So last oh. year. So, yeah, in 2007. No, um, this is happening at this moment. <laughs> yes. Is like, this is like the 30s or something. Um, one of the Detroit Tigers was in a hotel room, and he called room service like 5 in the morning, and he goes, I want beer and steak. And like it's like five in the morning. He goes, I want beer and steak. It's the breakfast of champions, and that's where the, that's, <laughs> that's where, that where the phrase came, came from. from. Oh, wow. So like Beautiful. all these weedies and like yeah, breakfast champions, beer and steak, huh. which I've had. Uh, yeah, I've never had it for breakfast. But I mean, beer and steak. That's that's got, still got to be better than if you had Babe Ruth staying in your hotel, because he was of course calling at five a.m. for hookers and blow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The breakfast of champions. The, that was his tour. I don't know about the blow part. That that's just hearsay. The hookers part is pretty well documented. Yeah, the kind he, of he, he likes and rice. Fine. He yeah. like take, take that, Babe Ruth. He liked the babes. If you get my drift. Yeah. Also known as Chico. <laughs> that's right? why. I, yeah, I always thought it was Babe Ruth. But I was, apparently, I was wrong. Yeah. I thought he was Ba-bay. French. BB <laughs> BB. We, we, I think we've mentioned in this podcast almost every role John Goodman has played now. Oh, yeah. What about Dan? Well, now we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, can we, can we go down, can we go down gonna, a King Ralph path? I was going yeah. oh, oh, to go for arachnophobia. Oh. I think Killing Spiders was one of the assigned chores. Yeah, yeah. That's always less His than assigned chore, chore was making consistently awesome movies. And he yes. did it well. Silence. Yeah. He still is still let's doing a, it let's well. Have a moment do, for, <laughs> let's have a moment of silence for, for, for Barton King Fink. Ralph. <laughs> King Ralph. Barton Fink is one of my favorites. Barton Fink, yeah, that's a good Barton one. Barton Fink is he, one of those movies that's a good one. like uh, Planet of the Apes uh-huh. where like the menu screen of the DVD is the end of the movie. And you're like, what are you thinking? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bruce Willis is a ghost. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, okay. I don't watch that one. Has wait, wait. He didn't say which movie. Yeah. So you're like watching Oops. Die Hard three, and you're like, this. I don't see how this is gonna come together. But uh, that's what Eli said. Well, that's how he gets away from the bad guys. So now, how much better they shoot would, him, and the bullets just go right? How through much him. better would the Die Hard movies have been if they had cast John Goodman? Twenty uh, percent better. Twenty percent. Well, yeah. the first one, would, the first one would have been great. The one where he's so, gonna like <laughs> go through all the greats. That might have been a little awkward. Yeah, I would. Now I've got a machine not gun. To, <laughs> not, yeah, not to put to raise John Arizona. Goodman down. No, but wouldn't you like to see him do the jumping off the roof with the fire hose? And I'd love that. Him? Yeah, I'd love. I that. would like to see John Goodman do most every role, at least yeah. all the male roles. I don't know that I need to see him in drag. Oh, Linda, he did that with Linda Tripp. He for did. Like years. I, yes. There's a. I wouldn't mind seeing John Goodman as Holly McLean. What about <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner? I think only one person can play Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is Bruce Willis. Yes. yes. <laughs> Who's gonna play Caitlyn Jenner in that movie? They're gonna make. You know, they're gonna make. Do you know for years? A, 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 a Keanu Reeves, a person we haven't heard of yet. For years. <laughs> yeah. People would mention Bruce Jenner on TV or on the news or just in passing. As being rela- being related to the Kardashians in some way, I thought they were talking about David Brenner, the oh. comedian. Well, <laughs> oh. I, yeah. I legitimately thought that. I am so until like two years ago. TV and everything mm-hmm. that somebody that just like a month ago, somebody's like, "It must be hard for Bruce and Caitlyn being in such a public place." Uh, and I was like, "Well, just cause he's, like no, because he's part of the most famous family in the world." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. I had no idea that I still don't, and you don't have to tell me. I still don't actually know his actual connection to the Kardashians. Okay, I'm about to tell you. No, I don't kidding. care if you I'm tell kidding. me. I just <laughs> don't need that knowledge. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that until recently. I just knew him from the Olympics, and I, I also knew him from from Breakfast in the Olympics. and Breakfast. Yeah, I also the Breakfast of Champions. Yes, yes. kind of Sneak had David Brenner mixed up beer. with Richard Belzer. Wow. So, yeah. And I thought he was Richard Pryor. So wait, which one, which, which one did Hulk Hogan choke out? Yeah. I know. When, when I was younger, I used to get um, John Madden and John Candy confused. I'm like, that's wait, a, they're not the same. That's not the same people. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Now that you mention it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, John Madden should have died instead of John Candy. Too soon. Or, or no. Chris, Chris. Well, I, I wish John Candy was still alive. Me too. Yeah, John Candy's I love him. I have How about Chris Glover and Danny Glover? I don't wish on John Madden, though. <laughs> well, mine is uh, Keith David and David Keith, but I think that's a legitimate mistake. I just never yeah. remember which one is which. One of them was in They Live and, and on the, the Yahoo season of Community, and one of them was not. But I don't remember which is which. Hmm. Oh, I couldn't tell Great you. Great deep thoughts. Huh. I'm thinking of Peter David, who I think was a writer for the Hulk. He yes. was. Yeah. Uh, he was not the days of tweeting. Um, I was on a Star Trek message board, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a very clever joke about his book Imzadi, and he wrote back to me, and I was like, oh. Brush with celebrity. <laughs> Bazenga. <laughs> My avatar is Harry Mud. Jealous now. Jealous now. <laughs> I uh, in the the early days of the interwebs, I uh, I, I was writing a bunch of reviews of various uh, indie indie bands that I enjoyed mm-hmm. under the detection of uh, things that you should have should have heard of that you hadn't. Mm-hmm. And one of them apparently just spent all of his time googling himself, <laughs> so he emailed me and corrected all my spelling. Oh, Fair enough. enough. Oh, uh-huh. I, I think the, in terms of lower end celebrities, that man was, was Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> now you know the rest, rest of, of the story. story. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I enjoyed like sort of a in in my world I meet celebrities enough that it's like with the exception of being followed by Pam Greer on Twitter, which is pretty great. Oh wow! I don't yeah. get I don't get uh, phased by that, but I, that thing about real people. A few years ago, I wanted to include this music track on some project I was working on by Vince DiCola, who did the score for Rocky IV and Transformers, the cartoon movie. Cool. I was like, what are the odds I could ever get the rights to that? And I was like, I just emailed him. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought his email address, uh, and, and he's like, yeah, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> it's like, I, it's not John yeah. Williams. I mean, I tried yeah. uh, emailing Metallica about that, and it <laughs> that, didn't that, go as well. different, yeah. I, I, was like, I, I need to know. The biggest credit was Rocky IV. Plus, <laughs> yeah. plus I, I started to doubt that Metallica6969 at AOL.com was the real <laughs> really? Metallica. It's like, this isn't Lars Ulrich. Your English is too good. But uh, Bill, does, uh, does Pam ever ask about me? All the time. And, All the time. and, and I'm specifically 70s Pam? Yes. Okay. Seven, yeah. Yes. I'm 70s Pam today, and yes. I'm just yes. yeah. well. And I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure 2010s Pam is uh, still pretty nice, but uh, 70s she, Pam. Greer. She does a lot of work Damn. for uh, uh, homeless animal shelters. Does any, anybody else have any great stories about being followed by random oh, celebrities? Because uh, I have a couple. Of Andrew examples. Twitter. Or Andrew WK Twitter, yeah. follows me. Oh, it's fun. That's fun. I, I am followed. But he follows 30,000 people. I am followed by a more famous person than myself that has my same name. Uh, wow. gentleman by the name of, I'm assuming he pronounces his name wrong, but uh, he is Stephen Mandel, and he is a producer and engineer for The Roots and works on the Jimmy Fallon show. Mm. Oh, okay. cool. So um, you know, we are amused by the fact that we share a name. Um, there, that was... All of my celebrity stories are about that caliber People, of excitement. I was, yeah, I was I was super excited when the group Digital Underground started oh. following me on Twitter. Oh. Mm-hmm. Until like everyone I know also had an excited yeah. tweet of like I'm being followed by Digital Underground. Uh, they follow everyone. With yeah. Hasselhoff, I was excited for 28 seconds until I realized Hasselhoff was following 43,000 people. But a lot of people just hire people to run their Twitters. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're not even even if they're verified, they're not even. The, I, mm-hmm. I think the woman who does the voice of Siri was legitimate, but I don't think she followed me for very long. Lee, Lee Mayweather followed me for a while on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah. Catwoman. Catwoman. Okay. Huh. Third Catwoman. Third Catwoman, right, from the from the movie. After Michelle Pfeiffer? No. No. no but- <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for the stereo disdain you just got. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a line that you can't cross, and that is Adam West Batman. Sorry. What are they teaching your kids in school these days? After Michelle Pfeiffer is Halle Berry. I'll tell you what, we don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> she should have been a fox if you straight, get my drift. Go straight to Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. Can we just, Wait, was she oh, I, the, yeah, uh, I forgot Anne about Anne Hathaway was great. Oh, yeah. Anne Hathaway okay, was great. Yeah. Yeah. But she was sort of like, they but alluded was that was Catwoman, but she wasn't really Catwoman. She just wore ears. She was Catwoman. Okay. I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. She was definitely. I don't know that there's that yeah. much more. The to acceptable cat, cat women's are Julie Newmar, I, Eartha Kitt, Lee Mayweather, and Anne Hathaway. And not Michelle. Michelle's. Okay. I did hear a, a theory that uh, Catwoman didn't really exist. She was just imagined by Cameron. Cameron, yes. Cameron, no. oh, Cameron yeah. Diaz. I mean, haven't, <laughs> haven't we all envisioned Catwoman in our own? Uh, yes, I, I can very easily right now. now. <laughs> That's that's why my children's chore is clearing my browser history. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice! I um, one of the more it wasn't a celebrity uh, as much as a fake account, but the, one of the more fun things that followed me was I tweet about Tron a lot more than any normal person should, and uh, like, <laughs> more than Jeff Bridges. More than Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> about six years ago, I was just talking like Tron's great, and this this uh, Twitter account called Zach Attack just started like 
just followed me and started retweeting some of my stuff. And he's like, Flynn lives. I was like, yeah, Flynn lives. And um, years later, when the, the new movie came out, and all, but between that, I started getting like mail like from the fictional company Intron to my house. Whoa. Oh, wow. And there was this... Flynn's Arcade. Uh, Encom. And um, Space Paranoids. So when the movie came out, there was a little short film about this underground Banksy type character who'd been like keeping Kevin Flynn alive while he was missing in the real world and mm-hmm. was doing all this computer hacking and stuff. And then they referred to him as Zack Attack, and I was like, "That's the guy from Twitter." <laughs> and I looked, and it was like the actual Twitter account was like all part like viral up to this mini documentary, fake documentary. It was like so it was the really Disney good viral marketing. Who's retweeting? It was somebody working for them, but yeah, it was a it was a Whoa. really effective viral sort of uh, campaign. Yeah. Damn, they spent a lot of work on those Twitter. Yeah, I I haven't had any celebrity interactions. Like my highest profile interaction. Uh, was with the Taser Corporation. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> Story <laughs> interaction I'd like to have. And I didn't tag them or anything Mostly like that. Mostly the police teasing me. Yeah, but I mean, I made a tweet, something to the effect of, uh, you know, I went to a job interview at Taser and I told them my big biggest weakness was being electrocuted. <laughs> and, and they responded. I felt that, like that was kind of a brush with fame. Like they actually were into yeah, it. They're like, uh-huh. they're like, ha ha ha, we've. Heard a lot of jokes, but that's the first one like that. So I felt very they honored. The, they weren't insulted. They could have easily yeah. been insulted. Yeah, yes. it could have easily went either way. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I tweeted once. Uh, I took a picture of a Howard the Duck mural, and I tweeted it to James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, and he uh-huh. retweeted it. Oh, fun! That was a nice. Yeah. Your story. That was a great story, but your story yeah, would have been even better if you if your story ended with. I uh, took a picture of Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> End of story. Period. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Or if George Lucas had liked it. <laughs> yes. Does he tweet? I had to explain zombies to uh, Peter Seagal of um, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> he basically he had tweeted and said, uh, yeah, I'm watching The Walking Dead, and I don't understand where are all these zombies coming from. So I sat him down. Well, Peter, you see, when a mommy zombie and a daddy zombie love each other very much, and that is the most retweets I've ever received. Well, Because uh, celebrity Peter Seagal. They were all very, very polite and, and calm and considered retweets. Yes. No, no hardcore zombie nerds called you out like, no way, man, zombies can't procreate. Like Ira Flato. They shoot blanks. I think the, 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 the <laughs> intersection of wait, wait, don't tell me fans and hardcore zombie fans may be me. Okay. That's the, yeah. Yeah. It's a Venn diagram with just Steve in the middle. Yeah, I understand that uh, no, Venn diagram jokes are not Nick great. Frost. That's true. <laughs> you no. and Nick Frost. Nick the, Frost, the center of that Venn diagram. Yeah, neither Nick Frost nor Simon Pegg uh, harassed <laughs> me about anything or know that I exist. Somebody this morning made a joke, and I don't even know what celebrity divorce this person was talking about. But people are always, anytime there's celebrity gossip in the news, somebody is going to be like. Everybody stop tweeting about this because I don't care about it. So I'm going to post about it. Right. But somebody said something to the effect of like, somebody, somebody, um, somebody famous that you hardly know about and that just, and that doesn't know you exist. Oh, they didn't use the word famous because it ruins my joke if they did. Somebody who you don't know and doesn't know you exist is getting a divorce. Oh, boo hoo. And so I replied to her. And said, "That's a strange way to talk about my real parents." <laughs> okay, I uh, tweeted Whole Foods once, and I said, <laughs> "I said Whole Foods, more like Whole Foods." And they actually respond to me. And they show, and they go, 
you uh, use this code, you get 15% off a normal item. And I said, that's not enough for a $30 jar of peanut butter. I really enjoy stick it to them. <laughs> I really enjoy reading the the comments on the Whole Foods corkboard on green paper. I don't. Does anyone else enjoy that? I have not done that. But I okay, yeah, I'm not yeah. aware of this. Well, it's a lot of suggesting really obscure products. Like, hey, could you guys uh, carry, uh, you know, Alaskan chia seed or just like really like obscure. Someone always writes back a very friendly thing, or people complaining, you know, just as uh, Yahoo comments. More like passive aggressive foods. I'll tell you the scariest corkboard I ever saw in a corporation uh, was when I was Spider Man for a while. Um, <laughs> I was, I, I had to go to run a toy stores. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I went to like toy stores and Walmarts and movie theaters and stuff to meet the kids, and I had to hang out in this Walmart break room once. And it, like if you, everything you imagine a Walmart break room to be, it's not that; it's more. Um, so like, there's the four walls. The one wall has like 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 out of a children's playland. There's like a big round like king door that oh. goes to the upper management, and it's like practically oh. has jewels on it. And <laughs> that's Walton's private office. Uh, basically, then the then there's a map of, of the world. Just a map of the world. <laughs> There's a big timeline of Walmart, which is fine. It'd be like first Walmart opens in Alaska and stuff, but interspersed there is stuff that's like Walmart loves children <laughs> and, and on, the, on the timeline. Uh, then the, like the other we yeah. 2006. Walmart oh, loves children, children for 45 minutes. There's, then there's the pyramid of success. Like, if you work hard, you oh, go up okay. the pyramid. Did the timeline extend into the future? Into the future, you, yeah. You know, Walmart establishes an independent nation. Exactly. Yes. First but Walmart the, on the At moon. the very end, <laughs> Walmart there's a picture of Donald Trump. 2006 as well. There's oh, okay. a picture of Sam Walton at the end who's just waving at a parade, but they, the picture is as, as if he's like, it's like that Christ wave, Whoa. you know? Uh-huh. And he's dead but there's this cork board where you can put messages to sam oh it's like the western wall and it's like Israel. we love it's very, it's exactly what it is it's exactly like that and wow. this is the break room and i just i love <laughs> that that indoctrination hey, where's the walls where can i buy some walls the catholic church actually accepts those now as uh, uh as for saints it's so you know, weird well i put mm-hmm. my, my thing on some mm-hmm. wall and some wall cured my asthma the um yeah. My favorite moment of that day, though, was yeah. I remember I was like stretching out to go see the kids, and I'm like in the little hallway, and this guy's getting kind of chewed up by his manager, and I'm uncomfortable because he's like, "You're not paying attention. You don't. You're not aware of your surroundings, and you're part of the store and everything." And he's like, really? "Yeah, I totally am aware of what's going on in my and and it just goes back. He goes, "Are you aware that you've been standing next to Spider-Man for five minutes?" <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, "Whoa!" Ah! <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, dude, you lost that argument." <laughs> now, now were you? Were you uh, Spider-Man? For Walmart, the year that Walmart loved kids. Yes, I yes. think. Well, I think uh, the manager who was criticizing his Walmart employee for not being aware of his surroundings <laughs> may have been a little overzealous because I was in a Walmart fairly recently looking for uh, chlorine tabs for the swimming pool, and uh, first world problems. I know. Um, but I asked a woman who was having an extended conversation with some people who were friends of hers in the store. Like, I know that her house was built in the 40s. Um, I know that there, she's, her taxes have gone up, even though the house has been paid off forever. Blah, blah, blah. But I went and asked her, like, hey, where's the, where's the chlorine? Um, not in those exact words, but 
Um, those are fine She's words. Like, there was like liquid chlorine right here. She's like, it's right there. I'm like, well, I know the this is. Where are the tabs? Oh, it's back that way. <laughs> Do you know which aisle? No. <laughs> it would have been too much of a chore, chore. for her to tell yeah, you. Yeah, too much of a chore. Okay. You have to so, earn your chlorine. Yeah. There's, there's no... Uh, there's no, there's no such thing as free chlorine. And on that note, um, we're going to come to our favorite segment on the show, and we're going to give all of our guests a chance to plug an upcoming project, an upcoming uh, performance, an upcoming something, or you know maybe a TV show they've been watching. It's, it's their choice. Um, and we'll start off uh, and go around the table. We'll start off with Negative Steve. What do you have coming up? Um, starting next week, uh, the 27th, I will be hosting uh, Geeks Who Drink Quick Trivia at the 480 Bar in Chandler every Monday, I think at 8 o'clock. They haven't told you the exact time yet, but uh, geekswhodrink.com. Check the, the calendar. I'll be there asking questions. All right. I think I may have driven past that place on my way here. I did as well. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody check that out. Eli, what do you have coming up? Okay, on the 25th, we have a full-length movie premiere at PPC uh, Earthship. It's called Dog's Way Down, and we worked on the movie for five years. It's a thriller featuring furries. A suspense thriller, a full-length movie. Awesome. Thank you. And and Bill, how about you? Uh, This Saturday, the 25th, is the last show of The Carousel, which is a show I'm uh, working on. At the Torch Theater, up on Central and Camelback. It's kind of a unique show, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. This has been getting rave reviews. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Jeff? Where are you going to uh, be? You know, I do some improv at the Torch Theater. Uh, outside of that, I don't really have any life-changing events to share with, with the audience. Okay. You'll be around? I'll be around. As you be around to. town. <laughs> yeah. Come see me at Lux Coffee. I'll be drinking coffee uh, at some point this week. Nice. Whenever that week is when you're listening, I'll be there. Exciting. And I will be uh, performing improvisational comedy every second Friday of the month with Apollo 12 at uh, the Torch Theater. Um, Spoiler alert, one of my teammates is our guest tonight, Bill Winder. And uh, in August, on the 15th, we're doing a special performance next door to Gangplank, who I keep forgetting to shout out to for letting us record this podcast here. Um, right next door is a theater called Improv Mania, and Apollo 12 is having a very special performance at some time in the evening. Can I just make a prediction about Chandler? Yes. It's the, it's the new L.A. Chandler is the new L.A. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I like that there's no clarification on what that means. <laughs> Interpret it as you may. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be it's, the it's next be LA. Louisiana. It's, it's the new LA. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Good night.